If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just found the world's number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. Uh, you guessed it. This is Mind Pump. All right. In today's episode, we answered some fitness and health questions that were asked by listeners and viewers just like you. But the way we open the episode is with an intro. So this is where we talk about current events. We bring up scientific studies. We mention our sponsors. Today's intro was 50 minutes. After that portion, we answered the fitness questions. So here's what went down in today's episode. We opened up by talking about our favorite lifts and bands and chains and how to use them to maximize results. Then we talked about unwanted body hair. Uh, <laughs> we're all men, uh, 40 and older now, and... Uh, you know, we're growing hair in weird places. We're slowly we're, evolving into wolf men. And we're losing it in places we don't want to lose it. Kind of weird. Then we talk about Plum Island. This is another conspiracy theory. Look into uh, it. Oh, read up on it. It's really weird. Then we talk about TikTok. You know, that social media platform that we all don't like. From ticks to TikTok. I like it. Then we talked about selling fitness the right way versus the wrong way. We try to do it the right way. Then we talked about the dumb outrage over Jeff Bezos flying to space. Oh, my God. I can't believe he spent his own money to do that. Yeah. Then we talked about our sponsor, Ned, and their new product, Hemp Oil Gel Caps. Now, they make full-spectrum hemp oil that you actually feel. Take the stuff. You will feel it. It's the best hemp oil product you'll find anywhere. It's the only one we work with. Go check them out. If you want to feel your product, if you want to feel relaxed, if you want to feel good, you want to notice something, go try Ned. Head over to helloned.com. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash mind pump. Use the code mind pump for 15% off. Then we talk about the no six, no, excuse me, no sex beds at the Olympics. Is it going to work? Ah, we'll see. <laughs> of course not. Then I talked about using pre-workout for reasons other than working out because, you know, it gives you good energy and it's a lot of fun. And the pre-workout of choice is Pulse. From Legion. Legion makes great supplements to improve your performance. And one of our favorite products is their Pulse Pre Workout, containing things like caffeine, beta alanine, citrulline. Everything that's that it says it has in the bottle is tested, so you know it's good stuff. No artificial flavors or sweeteners. Go check them out. Head over to buylegion.com. That's B U Y L E G I O N.com forward slash mind pump. Use the code mind pump for 20% off. Uh, then we talked about cars, made some speculation on cars. Then we talked about great white sharks, uh, the sharks in the ocean nah, with not. privilege. Then we got to the questions. Wow. Here's the first one. This person wants to know what are the advantages and disadvantages of alternating sides during dumbbell exercises or doing the dumbbells at the same time. So what's the difference? The next question, this person wants to know uh, what we think about working your whole body on consecutive days, so not taking a day off in between. The third question, this person says, look, I already hit my protein for the day. Should I aim for carbs or fats now? Which one's more important? And then the final question. I'm a fat guy. This person wants to know what advice we could give to someone who's scaling their workouts down from six days a week to three days a week to avoid fat gain and muscle loss. Like, what do I do? Also, all month long, we're running a huge sale on two of our most popular programs, MAPS HIT and the No BS six-pack formula. So that's a HIT program, high-intensity interval training, and then it's also and there's also a core training program, both 50% off. Go check them out or just go sign up at mapsfitnessproducts.com. Just don't forget to use the code JULYSPECIAL with no space 
for that 50% off discount. T-shirt time! And it's T-shirt time! Ah, shit, dog! You know it's my favorite time of the week! We went through puberty on that Yeah, one. there go my ears. <laughs> we have uh, five winners, four for our Apple Podcasts, one for Facebook. The Apple Podcast winners are Matt Meath, Pivotal Transformation, Nux 121212, Brooke Me, and for Facebook, we have Colton Anderson. All five of you are winners. Send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Include your shirt size and your shipping address, and we'll get that shirt right out to you. Actually, I was going to ask you guys a question. Do you guys have an exercise that has been your favorite since you first started working out? Oh, Good question. You know? Like a favorite exercise. Like one exercise that you just you loved when you were younger, mm-hmm. wow. you still love today. Well, I mean, it's, I'm so typical, but it's got to be bench, dude. Yeah. Yeah, or overhead press. Those are my homies. You, you know love what? Those from day one. And Forever. They just never stop. I don't know if I... Maybe preacher curls mm. because I, I have to say most of the things I actually love today I hated before mm. that's a true story like a lot of yeah. the the train like I love deadlifting and squatting I now I now, dreaded yeah. those yeah. growing up I never did them um, never been a big fan of bench press it's always been a challenging exercise for me I I liked rows and I still like rows yeah. so that maybe that I like heavy rows I got I got really good when I was younger at like rowing really good I was you know what it is it's always what you're good at that was, it is, I was, I, the first time I grabbed a seated row, yeah. I could do decent weight compared yeah, like, to I'm not going to be like calf uh-huh. raises. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever said that. I was rows too. Loved them. Oh, were you? Yeah, from day one. Barbell, dumbbell row, yeah, cable row. Uh, yeah, I, I could get down with I, Yeah, dumbbell row, seated row. Uh, I could pull. I found that dips. out really early. I could yeah. pull. You see, I hated I dips. I loved it. You know, the first time, I'm going to forget the first time, uh, remember the gym, everything I was at when my buddy showed me a dip. Never even seen a dip as a, a tricep building exercise size until this moment and he hops up there and he gets and i think he pumped out like 10 real quick and i couldn't do one mm. i couldn't do one body weight dip and i probably weighed about 170 pounds at that time it was wasn't very heavy um but I, yeah it was hard dips yeah. were dips were hard first time i did dips was uh at a park you know they have sometimes they have those bars that are yeah, run to each other bars and there's like these uh like fitness tests sometimes in these parks where you know like one of them is you have to walk across the bars with your arms have you seen these They'll have like a picture next to the apparatus. Like they'll have the the wood plank where you can do sit up, and you can tell that it's for the school. It's usually at a school. Yeah, yeah, totally. And there was one where there were two bars that were parallel to each other, and you were supposed to walk across them. Yeah, uh-huh. and that's the first time I ever tried doing dips. Yeah, and I never felt dips where I was supposed to early on. I felt them in my triceps. Never could really feel them in my chest. Mm. Later on, I, I so I gave up on them for chest. I do them for triceps sometimes. I had a buddy who said. If you lean forward, you'll yeah. feel it more in your chest. And one way that I did this was I would hang a chain over my neck. This is way before you saw bodybuilders doing this. This was something actually, never mind. Way bodybuilders Instagram. did do this back in the day. So I did. I put a chain over my neck, and it made me lean forward more. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is a different so, exercise. So, okay, when you do dips, both of you, this question, when you do dips, do you typically do it uh, for your chest or on chest day, or do you do- normally do it for triceps? In the past, it was triceps. Now, if you see me doing dips, it'll be on a chest day. And you? I'd both. Yeah. Yeah, I do both. Do, yeah. Well, but I'll which do, one more are you like? Because I probably maybe, lean one way more than the other. Oh, yeah. Probably more on arms. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. I, 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 even though it can, I totally agree, it could be a, a very good. 
like where it'll be on chest day for me is like if I if I don't feel Super like doing decline flies yeah. or I don't feel yes. like doing a decline at the end. Yeah, uh, exactly. If I don't have, feel like doing a decline press or some of that, then and by that time, by the end of the workout, I'll be pretty taxed. Yeah, and so the body weight is enough I to probably love supersetting bench with dips. Just, oh my god, it would just blow me. You out. know what else is a good superset? Hmm. Uh, fly to dips. Try that oh, out. I bet. Yeah. Pre-exhaust oh. your chest, then go to dips. Yeah, you'll feel that. Flare the elbows out to hit more chest, lean forward, and then when you come up, squeeze like you're doing a cable crossover. What a great cue and video for Andrew right there. You know, talk about, I always forget these little nuggets for uh, YouTube videos. These are always the videos that do the best, and I don't think we've ever done that. How to make a, a dip better for chest, how to make a dip better for tricep. Yes. That advice right there is is clutch. So if you're doing it for more chest, yes, flaring the elbows and leaning forward, mm -hmm. way more chest activation and deep, right? Real, real deep elbows flared and leaning forward and uh, less emphasis on the lockout and extension. Mm -hmm. Opposite true for triceps. Mm -hmm. Lean up, lean back a little bit, elbows tucked in. Most the emphasis on the complete flexion extension yes, portion of it. Yes, so yes. It's, a good, yeah, it's a good time. It's also a good exercise you can load with bands. So you could put a band around yourself, like around your neck, maybe attach it to a heavy dumbbell underneath you. Wait, wait did you just say put a band around your neck around and the a dumbbell? Around the back of your neck. I'm not doing some weird, you know, a choking thing. A dumbbell? Wait, wait. You're so saying you a, put, band you put a band around your, your neck, the bottom, and, and then you, you, you anchor a, it on a heavy dumbbell. Yeah. Oh, I have I've never. done that before. You've yeah. done that? Yeah. yeah. I've so never it's, done that. So it's, it's a band resistance. Yeah, I get it. I get and, it. Yeah, I get so you get the picture of what it is. Yeah, I just had never seen anyone do that, and I've never thought to put a band around my neck and then hang a dumbbell yeah, I mean, typically you use bands for assistance in that situation. Yeah. Depth, Let's like, not do one of those videos, Andrew. Actually, we'll <laughs> skip that one. <laughs> no, it's not bad if you set it up right. I've done it before. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty yeah, – no, it feels I mean, good. I don't, even, I don't yeah. even think I've ever seen yeah, anyone Band do loading machines, weights, whatever, it gives you a, a completely different feel, totally different feel when you put bands on anything. You well, you've said it before on the podcast, and I agree with this. Is that uh, and it's why the trigger sessions I find so uh, effective in the programs is that it doesn't seem to do as much damage. Yes, yep, hundred percent. So yep. like if I because it's that progressive resistance that it provides, right? Because when you take a band, the further you stretch it out, the harder the resistance gets, right? So if you're doing a bench press and you put bands on top of the weight that you're lifting. It's lighter at the yeah. bottom, harder at the it top. It increases at the most intense part of the strength curve. Yes. Now, you can do this with chains too, right? Because chains, as at the bottom, more of the chain is on the floor. You're lifting less weight. As you lift, the links come off the floor and it gets heavier. So it's supposed to be similar, but chains wreck my body way more than bands do. Way more. I get yeah, way more damage. more clunky, you know, using them. But yeah, I, I do enjoy using... I, I like using chains, I think, more with like deadlifts or like sometimes we use it with squats. But even I still prefer bands, I think, I with do. squats. Yeah. I do. Now, have you ever tried this with chains? And this can be get real fun. It's complicated. It, it's kind of a pain in the butt to set up. But you can set up chains so that it's got stages of dramatic increases in weight. So in other words, you have to measure it, and it's a bit of a pain in the ass. Uh, but you get a long chain. To like bunch them up? So you have yeah, like so your parts? So, yeah, yeah, so at the bottom it's light. Then you hit a certain point, and then it picks up a weight with the chain. It gets real heavy, but then mm -hmm. it's and then that's it. And then another one comes up. So you get like these like it's stages of heavier and heavier oh, weights. Wow, as no, you I've lift. never done that. Yeah, it feels really good. It's oh, it's I love I love squatting with chains. Squatting with chains is one of my favorite things to do. Deadlifting with chains, not so much because the dump the the Weight weights always the, hit the chain. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's true. That's annoying. Yeah, so I'd rather deadlift with bands. I love it. I love deadlifting with bands. Um, 
And, and by the way, we're saying that, right? Doesn't mean I do that all the time. I think that's yeah. important. I do it maybe once a month. Yeah. To be I, I tend to do that with like light deadlifts. So I'm working more on just speed. Yeah. Uh, with, with that. But yeah, I do like to throw them on every now and then. Yeah. Day. Yeah. Hey, so I had a, a old man moment. You ever catch yourself doing something and you're like, well, Yep, this is, means I'm old now. <laughs> so, you know, we're moving, right? We're moving into a new place. Yeah, yeah. And so I can't find anything. So I'm looking for stuff, and I'm like, oh, where is this? And I got so excited because I found something that I really wanted. It was my nose hair trimmers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I literally got so pumped. I'm like, oh, there they are. I really needed these bad now, boys. Now, did your wife buy those for you, or did you uh, am yourself? I just the only one that uh, she's <laughs> always like, okay, here's your present because you don't ever do this. Really? She bought you that yeah. as a gift? Like hygiene stuff. I don't know what it is about (laughs) once as a man, like over once you hit like 35, I think it is, the hair in your nose and your ears goes turbo. Yeah. All of a sudden it grows like you become a wolf. It's the it's crazy. And now we're are you guys the type that you remember seeing like your grandfather or somebody who's like in their seventies and they've got the hair like growing (laughs) out of their ears and way out of their nose. And you saw them be like, Oh my God, I'll never let that happen to me. Or you just, are you the type? They're like, "Eh, when I'm 70, fuck it, whatever. Where are you? Where do you, where are you at in that? I almost don't care. Probably the latter. So who knows when I'm going to be 70, I'm definitely not going to give it. Oh uh, yeah. See, I've cared always. So I, Katrina never had to give me that stuff. I was already on it. I remember the first time, like I saw it, I can't remember what I was doing. Oh, the sun like hit it just right. Like, Looked at the reflection of the mirror and like the car or something like that. Like looking at look cars behind me, and I think I saw like fuzzy ears or something. Uh, <laughs> I was like, you know what's what? annoying what to me? That? Dude, I didn't even know said, I had fuzzy yeah. ears. Dude. Yeah, exactly. Like, she, like Courtney just started pointing out that I have like new hairs on my back, and I'm like, I can't see it, so I had no idea. And she's just like, No, you have. I'm like, No, it's probably like peach fuzz. I've never had hair on my back. She's like, no, it's like, and it's like, and then she'll just start like doing this and like feeling it there and I could feel it. I'm like, oh no, like it's happening. I'm, yeah. I'm becoming a, a beast. Well, so here's a little like, this has got to be evolutionary, but I, this is my experience. Women love pulling out random hairs and squeezing shit out of your skin. Yeah. This is literally, I'm not exaggerating. It's primal, dude. This is one of Jessica's favorite things to do in life. Yeah. It's her favorite thing. Look at Dr. Pimple Popper, dude. Oh, like so. I like, can't watch that. It blew Mil- up. Millions, like, it, millions she loves of people it. viewing it, right? Has her own like TV show now. All she does like explode these disgusting pus bags. Oh, That's so weird. Yeah. Jessica loves that. You know what I think is weird about that is that my girl is disgusted by so many like other random things and I find that so repulsive. But they get like really into like, it. That like that is, a, if like you looked over me and like, hey bro, could you get this pimple on my back real quick? What the hell? I would that, throw up in my mouth. That is I would call, 100%. That would destroy our relationship. Even more yeah. so if like Justin went and did it for you and I'm watching. <laughs> that, Here bro, the, I that, got you. <laughs> we're, look, we're really good friends. That would be one thing that would probably destroy our friendship. 100%. If, I, if you squeeze the pimple Between on. that and interlocking toes. Like, so, yeah, <laughs> I got to set standards. I might do that just to mess with with you but no. i i do i find it weird that oh, no. other things like are repulsive to her but then something like that is just it's totally dude not. she did that the other day i was yeah, i had my shirt off and she goes oh you've got some like blackheads on your back and stuff let She's me like, get them for you can i please do and i'm like no because yeah. it's fucking hurts dude you yeah. pull shit out you yeah. pull hairs out it hurts don't be such a baby who cares uh-huh. so i'm like fine i'll let you do this and i'm watching tv and i swear to god for an hour She's having a great time. At some point, I tell her stop. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm like, can you stop? It's, like it's hurting party. me. And, she, and she's like telling me like this, like please, like no, almost my, like my about- hands are tired. I'm gonna use my mouth now. Oh, <laughs> oh. sorry, oh, too much. I know. <laughs> Disgusting. I can never see. But I, it makes me. It again, makes dude. me think of uh, monkeys. 
You ever see monkeys oh, when yeah, they're they doing the clean, pulling the shit? Yeah, it's old chimps stuff. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, she's on my back and I'm yeah. like, what are you doing? Why are you so excited about this? Yeah, this yeah, is disgusting. But I have like with my kids, because like we live in the woods, I'm always looking for ticks and stuff, but I found a few like that were just like scurrying. Ugh. You know, I grab like so I've I've been able to find a few of those, which was satisfying. Oh <laughs> kill all kill the ticks. stupid things. What's that conspiracy theory about ticks that they There's a conspiracy theory? Yeah, there is, dude. Yeah, of course you guys is. would know this. Um yeah, so it was on it was somewhere I think off the, the, the really? East Coast, like I don't know, New Jersey kind of area where um i don't know what the conspiracy completely describes but that basically it started uh you know some kind of it, it transferred over into these ticks and then they got out from uh you know deer okay what's the yeah, what is the conspiracy no, no, hold on. what's the what's the disease you get lime lime disease, okay. lime disease that right. lime was was created in a lab was it, the conspiracy it was weaponized yeah and uh. they they tried to isolate these ticks on an island to test it out and they got to the mainland. Yes, and the reason why we have Lyme disease is because... Oh. It, because it spread went, out because the animals, you know... And now, have you guys read enough about this that it's got a very compelling story behind I mean, it? Or is it like... Well, oh, if you helpful. trace it back, you see a pretty condensed amount of cases, you know, starting in the East Coast. But, I mean, mm. again, it's... Yeah. Lyme disease. Lyme disease on Plum Island. Fringe mm. conspiracy theory or government cover Government cover-out. Yeah, I don't know. You be the judge. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. There's, a thing, there's actually a website called TikTok. Oh, what? Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. I didn't even see that. Uh, so clever. Oh, my God. I see what you... Tick yeah. is in T-I-C-K talk to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. how many times like somebody finds their way onto this website <laughs> right. and they're just like, where's all the dancing? It's <laughs> <laughs> bullshit. It's bullshit. I, do you I think, okay, do you think... I'm, I'm, I am very fascinated by by the, the, the TikTok movement or whatever. I by think. the way, my dad says Tick's wrong. He says tits. Just FYI. He says tits. Yeah. He'll be like, don't you got we, any tits on you? Oh, we'll go hiking. He'll be like, hey, yeah. hey kids, be careful for the tits. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's tits out here. And right I'll be there. laughing. I'll be like, what Your are you teenage about? boy lights you know, up. Huh? Yeah. What? 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 No, 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 no. I can find tits out here. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, no, the, the, this TikTok phenomenon, right, is... Do you think we're going to look back in 20 years and like this is going to be one of those things that we kind of laugh about ourselves as like a society that this was like this Bro, you know what you yes. know what it is? It's like it's line dancing but now like accessible to everybody. Like it's the same formula you saw going to weddings where you get the stupid chicken dance. Yeah. And everybody like just because it's all prescribed for them, they have like really like really cheesy moves that they're all like, yeah. But they also sing along to songs. They'll have a song. No, and they don't they'll, sing. They just they'll, they'll sing. They just lip sync. Well, lip, that's what I mean. Yeah, most popular thing though on there, I think, or right? I actually can be totally wrong, but I'm I assume the most popular thing that's on there, from what I see, that goes viral back onto IG because I'm on there more, is the videos of dancing, like a. A, a new song comes out or a, a catchy tune is, gets popular because someone may, puts a little cool dance routine together. That one person's video goes viral enough that everybody jumps on board and does the same thing. I mean, but isn't you know, that what is going on? Hilarious. Have you been to the beach? Like every time I'm at the beach, there's some yeah. group of girls like doing some like weird, you know, either booty or like weird, like organized thing with a Bro, I've, it. I've seen it in the mall. 
I'm walking in the store through mall. I just I'm cutting through Macy's and there's like Boy, what a, what a, four it's or like five normal now to see that four or five girls, you know, getting their phone uh, propped up on the little shelf of jeans or whatever like that, and then all four of them like, no, 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 wait, wait, no, that was too early, goddamn yeah, it! Yeah, yeah. Start over. Oh, this guy wait, just wait, 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 you it. didn't say go yet. You know, I'm just like and, everybody twerk. Yeah, what a time to be a teenage boy, I'll tell you. Yeah. As a as a father, I'm just disgusted. Uh, what are you guys doing? Oh, I know. As a teenage yeah, but my boy, my point excited. of asking you guys is: is this something explode. that will become a part of our our culture forever is it a like to justin's point is it something that's always been a part of our culture that it's just morphed into something well let me ask you this i think let me is. ask you this if you could watch or listen to an audio back then audio cassette or a vhs of you doing some shit in front of the camera at the age of 14 and you watch it now as an adult would you be embarrassed or would you be like that's cool yeah, be embarrassed. Oh, of course. Embarrassed They're going to be embarrassed as shit. Yeah. Guaranteed. Uh-huh. You're yeah. always embarrassed. Is it, when you grow up, everything you do as a teenager on camera, if you record it, thank God. I would, I've been embarrassed of what we did five years ago on this yeah. podcast. Exactly. I know. <laughs> I was watching that show. I remember the one you brought up about like all the musicians and they're kind of going into, I think it was like Nick Latchkey or whatever. One of the guys that was in like 98 Degrees or whatever. Oh, oh yeah. The 90s. Lachey. The- Lachey. Whatever. <laughs> Latchkey. Whatever the fuck Latchkey kid. I, I know. <laughs> All about it. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Boy, wait, you were yeah, you're yeah, quick yeah. on that. I have quick his poster. On, yeah. He was quick on the Rihanna call earlier today, too. Yeah. Too. No, was... Nick Lachey was married to uh, Jessica Simpson. Okay, Come but they on, were they was... were like they sat him down and they were showing him like pictures of like his outfits and oh, his yeah, hair, his hair and he was just like he was like oh god, like he was so mortified. You know, that's exactly how I would have been. I hundred. I know. Yeah. So if you could look at like today, like what are the things as a society that we'll look back and be mortified of? Like you look back and you go like that is just all the TikTok bullshit. All of it. Oh, every one of them. None of it is, yeah, like I would be proud of. That's okay. So that doesn't really shock me that, you know, kids are doing stuff like like that's just kids have done that forever. It's just now we have this media platform. It ain't all kids anymore. Well, there you go. <laughs> that's, that's the part. That's, that's the part. most cringe. That's the part. cringe thing. When I see the forty-something-year-old person who's trying to sell their business or whatever, and they're and they're doing their thing, and I'm like, "You're forty-five years old, Brenda." Brenda. You're a health professional. Yeah. Like, you, know? you don't need to be selling on TikTok like that. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, the, you know, the, the knock that I, because I, I, we've said this before, and I actually always get, I do get, get DMs when we when we cover this. And uh, I, I don't know if I shared this on the podcast. Remember when we had that, we had a meeting with a potential partnership investing company thing that we were going to do. Oh, and, I love this. And we were in this meeting and there's a there's a it's a big boardroom meeting and there's a, I mean we're talking numbers and production yeah yeah I'm talking to a guy who's a multi multi millionaire partnered uh, uh, talking and in the room also is Jen Cohen who we have a lot of respect for her very she's brilliant. very very successful smart girl and we're having this kind of deep kind of business talk and going back and forth like you said numbers and shit like that and there's a girl all the way in the back of the table and she's obviously kind of ear hustling a little bit works for somebody in the, in the room. And then she slides in uh, about 20 minutes in the conversation and starts like grilling me about- uh, How many TikTok followers you have? Yeah, yeah. How many TikTok followers we I have? I was like, yeah. I don't fucking yeah. care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and it was kind of like that. I kind of had this like snarky response of this like, did she really just side bust this conversation and ask me about TikTok? <laughs> like for real? Because it's such a good conversion. Oh rate, man. And she right? kept going around yeah. and I was just it's, like, oh. Please. But you know what? That this The generation coming up, the, what you see or that you see is that you- And, and by the way, our generation, the older generation, the the you know the Brendas, like you said, are falling for it, thinking that oh my god, that followers because means... you get eyes and views. Yes, but it doesn't mean jack. Right. It, it doesn't always mean jack, right? Followers and views 
can, can mean nothing. You could have all these people watching you and it convert to zero. Yeah, and for yeah. the people that are shaking their head that can't, they don't understand what I'm saying right now, uh, and the point I made to this girl was like, I would rather have five new emails than one million TikTok followers. Mm -hmm. like, literally, that's how, what a discrepancy the, the two are as far as how well they convert for your business. It's just a bunch of people looky-loos that are looking at you because you do a, a funny dance or something together yeah. is is not is not a valued customer. Now, is it possible that you can get a lead from that? I'm not saying that it can't turn into a lead, but of all the things that you can do within your business, and that was what I had to end up speaking to this girl, is like, listen, there's a, there's a lot of things I'm not doing. There's a lot of things we could be doing better, but I'll tell you right now, TikTok does not even scratch the top 50 of priorities for us to get better yeah, at. And yeah. it's just the, the, the leads that you get from that in comparison to spending a little more time. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, we can I, I can spend one hour and create another podcast episode that will 10x anything that that, that TikTok could do. Or yeah. I could you could write a white paper that's uh, uh, that we can give away for free with an, a blog attached that will get out and see, you know, that will take three, two or three hours of your time mm -hmm. that will generate X amount of leads and revenue for the next five years that will trump thousands of people that you gain on. So the time and effort you put into doing that. And so, but there's this because the platform is growing and is so popular. It's it's become this thing that everybody oh, thinks they need to do. The uh, both my kids like uh, took my phone and they're trying to like you know message uh, Courtney for something and uh, they didn't realize like I've done a few of them right and we've done some for the business for the TikTok and they're like you have TikTok they made they still make fun of me oh yeah <laughs> like, and I'm like I'm, I'm actually like yeah. Thing you know, I'm proud that you guys are making fun of me for this because yeah. it's now. I do know that there's, I mean, there's people that are you can do making it. a lot of money. You of can course. do it, but you have to have that attitude of it's not about followers and viewers necessarily. But how you're, do you're I an turn entertainer. This in, how really? do I turn this into a business? There's that famous case of that girl that had x amount of millions of followers on Instagram. She released the T-shirt line, thinking she was going to make a ton of money. I think she sold five. Yeah. That's it, you know. Even though she had a million followers or five, half a million followers, no, she so. had like two million. I remember. I know who you're talking about. I remember that story that we shared that on the podcast. Yeah, it's and just and speaking of selling. So we got a, we did an episode earlier where somebody called in live, and we got such a great piece of feedback and compliment, something that we value quite a bit. So this particular individual said to us that they appreciate. So recently, right, there was a workout video that we posted where I was working out in it. And really, it's the first. It's the actually, it's the first video I think that we've ever posted where we're actually showing us working out, showing our physiques, or you know, doing that kind of stuff. And this is after being in business for seven years, and we talk about how we really didn't want to, and we don't want to sell fitness that way. We're not trying to sell fitness by showing bodies, by showing how rad we are, how cool we are, because. It's the wrong way to sell fitness. It's part of the problem of the fitness industry. Mm -hmm. And from a business standpoint, it has very little staying power. It's got very it's very low sustainability. I'm only going to- well, It's know, fleeting. You're only gonna very <laughs> fleeting, right? Yeah. And our goal was we want to sell fitness. And so he said, what the person said was, I appreciate the way you guys sell fitness because he was somebody that was obese, like over 400 pounds. And he says, and I could connect with you guys. I didn't feel turned off because you guys- you guys sold fitness through information, yeah, through or education. make him feel insecure because he's so far away from where we're currently yes. at. Yes. Oh, what a great piece! Uh, what a great piece yeah. of feedback because that's one hundred percent what it is. Yeah. From a business standpoint, there's way more sustainability in being able to sell your ideas and communicate and educate and talk about topics in ways that gets people to understand. Mm -hmm. um, because that lasts 
forever. It's got real value versus the look at me, look how ripped I am, how cool I look. Yeah, it's, it's all flash in the pan. Yes. Um, and, and that's, again, the, even before and afters. Like, we sell fitness programs. Like, you ask us how many times we've used, even though we have thousands of before and afters that people send us all the time. I get DMs all the time. Mm -hmm. Do we ever use before and afters to sell our programs? Yeah, everybody, never, everybody, by the way, too, that's in marketing field right now is cringing. Of right course, yeah. <laughs> even our like, own marketing what? team, because like, <laughs> oh, they man. hammer us all the time for it. Yeah. Now that's not to say that we might not, we'll never use before and afters. But right. the reason why we we stay away, we from didn't want it to build so it off of that. Let's put it that way. Correct. Exactly. Correct. Because it's the wrong message. It points to the wrong kind of the bad aspects of the fitness space. And we wanted to build it off of, you know, good information, which again, going back to what you're saying about, you know, media and all that stuff. If you, you got to think it's like fitness, you have to think sustainability because it, you know, making money in the short term is one thing, oh, building a business that lasts a long that, time. That's my point thing. to these, the, the people that challenge this, like with TikTok and things like that is like, uh, even if it did, let's just, let's play the game that. You know, okay, we we take a hard turn. We start putting a lot of energy towards these TikTok videos to gain these followers. It starts to generate, let's say, ten thousand dollars a month, which would be an incredible revenue stream that we didn't have. That all of a sudden we have now uh, from this. It's generating that many leads. I I don't want to have to do a dance on on TikTok <laughs> for the rest for the rest of this business's life in order to generate that revenue and keep those leads coming in. I have no desire. Isn't that it the go? ultimate like version of dance monkey dance? Well, I you know? like, and we see this what it is. We see this YouTube space is really popular with this and I see a lot of the a lot of fitness uh influencers that were started like were that were that were at the very beginning, right? And they they rode the YouTube wave and have had lots of success. I see them all have gone through a, a time of depression or yeah. off YouTube for a while. And mm -hmm. and you can see that they are so torn between, oh my God, like I know that if I make these videos, it generates a, a tremendous amount of money for me. And for a long time, that was a lot of fun. And I enjoyed scaling and the growing of the business. But I'm tired now. And, it gets old. And the pressure to keep up this look and the pressure to always be on and to be presenting myself this way all the time, every day, in order just to keep the, the dollars coming in. What a, ugh, yeah. not a business yeah. model you know, I want. You know when I think it would work is when that's your authentic self. You, you're somebody that dances all the time yeah, anyway. You just do it because you really enjoy it. That's who you yeah. are, right? Then I could see it working, but oftentimes it's not authentic. Now, speaking of dollars and money, so you guys know, obviously, Bezos is the first billionaire in space, right? Got on his rocket. You guys saw his rocket? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah, penis yeah. rocket or whatever? Yeah, there's all these like comparisons to Dr. Evil's uh, spaceship that went up yeah. and all that. So yeah, as, just like, you know, clockwork, the outrage. Oh, this is why we should tax billionaires so much. How dare he spend so much money just so he can go into space? Oh, you know how frustratingly what? annoying this is. <laughs> People are so outraged over somebody spending their own money what do you to go to space. Billionaires to do, and nobody says really. I don't see anybody giving a shit that we spend trillions of dollars dropping bombs overseas on people who are yeah. hiding in caves, and that's our money oh, that we're so inconsistent. The thought process. Yeah, nobody cares about that. Yeah. But this guy spends his own money to go to space, and everybody's so pissed off. <laughs> you know the first thing that came to mind for me when I saw this space race going on right now because it wasn't just him, right? So did. Uh, 
Richard Branson. Richard Branson. Yes. He, he went up also, right? Yeah. And another one. Did Elon go up yet? No, Elon. Nah, no, he has, Elon. Hasn't right. So we get this whole. I have this, a feeling Elon's gonna like. He's gonna do something. He'll crazy. do something crazy. Now the yeah. thing that I that I that I'm so uh, interested to hear as far as what happens over the next six months to a year with because they're going up there with average well not average billion other billionaires who can afford yeah. to go up there and stuff but normal people not nasa people or people oh, that yeah. work for the government so what's gonna happen to all the flat earthers like their <laughs> their conspiracy is about to go completely gone because up until this point if i know if i mean correct me if i'm wrong because you guys are more the conspiracy theory experts over here i mean it's all based on that it's this government conspiracy no. and nasa has has been in it won't do shit well i know oh you don't think it'll no. it'll explode it. no because the conspiracy is literally governments monarchies rich people corporations you can tell them anything and yeah. they'll just say that yeah like, i mean an 18 year old boy went up with this last one so you mean to tell me that this kid's in on the conspiracy and he's going to you're trying to apply logic oh to, so, to so this a, is not gonna yeah, work yeah to the people that were actually there i looked this up Doug. there was i, I believe there was uh, a woman who originally was trying to become an astronaut like back in I don't know 60s or whatever but uh, was actually went on that for the first uh, flight she's like 80 something years old now uh, and was able to actually live out wow. her dream of being able to go uh, up into space, cool. which is really cool. Wow, so I, that's really cool. I thought cool. that was awesome. That's rad. No, this is cool. This is interesting to watch. I was There was this funny meme that says that uh, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife has the best divorce uh, in history. She left with $50 billion, and her ex-husband left Earth. She's like... <laughs> <laughs> she's, that's so good. Yeah. That's pretty good. She's, oh. Is that her right there? Yeah, wow. what's her name, Doug? Wow, she looks amazing. So did you guys know, look up, right? we were talking off air about this yesterday, and uh, I made the comment that I heard it was an 11-minute trip. Did yeah, you, they did, just touched space in there. Did anyone down. confirm that? Did you guys know if that was true or not? I thought that was- That sounds way too quick. Way fast. Even yeah. even if they just went- Just and going up. Touched was... space and then come back down, or maybe it was just 11 minutes to get up, and then whatever time it took to get up. But 11 minutes round trip, that sounds crazy, no? I have no idea. Yeah. But I mean, I don't. I know they just went into orb. They basically went out of the atmosphere and back down. So that counts. So who are you guys? Who are you guys rooting for of the three to have the most success with their space? Uh, Elon Musk. Yeah, I yeah, know. Elon. I'm, yeah, I'm a big Eli's Richard Branson camp. guy. That's my dude. Elon Musk is my dude. I'm a big Richard Branson guy. I like him a lot, dude. He's, he's cool. He's cool. He's real. cool. I like him too. Yeah, he's real cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they all they all have their. That dude yeah. jumped off, skydived off a building. For, I think when he went when he bought out uh, what what cell phone company he buy or whatever. I believe it was the cell phone company with this pro. Because he's bought so many companies, right? I think it was with the cell phone one. And to launch that, like he 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 jumped off of a building naked. So <laughs> why would you do that naked? Because it's, it's awesome. Like who does hey, that? Yeah, flying through the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Who um, would who would out of Jeff Bezos, uh, Brant? Uh, what's his name? Richard Branson. Branson. Richard Branson. Elon Musk. Who would you rather smoke a joint with? Richard Branson. Uh, yeah. Still? The reason why, too, is because... Uh, Bezos, because he doesn't I, really uh, do Of it, the he? three, uh, although, I I mean, I'm, I'm probably so different than those guys and, and have very little in common with them. I feel like Richard Branson, of the three, is the the coolest, most down-to-earth, or m the one I would be able to connect with the most. Elon would... As That's much, why I'd want to smoke As cool as them. Elon is, and because I like Elon Musk a lot too, right? And I would love to just sit there and absorb whatever he had to say, right? I would oh, totally, I would throw weird shit yeah, at him. Yeah, I mean, I would I would love to 
sit in a room with any of them, right? Yeah. They would all be on the top 10 list of guests for sure. Yeah. Richard Branson seems to be the the coolest to me that and the most down to earth for his He looks like he's having the most fun. Yeah. I'll, I'll, that too. I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah, the stuff that he does with his companies like his ideas like I mean, I mean, do you guys love, I love Virgin Airways too like I yeah. Lo- yeah, yeah. Like his is do you do you remember what he did that I thought like revolutionized planes too when he did the um the safety belt thing? So you guys know that I, Virgin was the first one to do that. Like, and you know what is like the most boring, lamest part of like every flight when the, you get on that initial like the the two girls in the middle of the aisle of the stewardess and they do the safety thing and what does everybody do? Tune out. You're on yep, your phone. Yeah. No one's listening to that. Like, and then they turn up the speaker so you have to listen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Or they try and get your attention, especially if you're sitting in spe- specific areas, right, or whatever. So they they he made like a a, a music video. And it's haven't you ever been? Have you ever no. noticed that on Virgin? No. Yeah, look it up, Doug. Virgin does a safety music video. I'm sure that would pop pop up. And they, that's what he started. Virgin doing. Air. If, is it Virgin Air? Is that what it's? I don't know. I'm just no, in case know. you know. If you Google Virgin. Oh, she was 82. Her name was weird. Wally that's Funk was point. her name. She was 82. Wally Funk. Yeah. Wow. Cool. 82. A, she looked amazing in that picture, dude. dude. Yeah. You see a picture of her? Yeah, she looks good. She looks really good. Yeah, look at her. Yeah, no, especially for 82. I love it when... I when, mean, imagine you would have to be in really good health to even get the the, the approval to go up, right? Exactly. You got awesome. to be yeah. on, on on really, really good health to do that, I would think, yeah. right? Hey, speaking of, uh, of smoking joints and the oldest cannab- astronaut. cannabis and all that stuff, did you guys see that Ned has capsules? Oh, I did uh, hear that. Did they come in yet? They're in. So it, they, it's so instead of doing the the oil, right? Can we talk about that? Is that actually it's on the it's on the side? Oh, she's it's, it's super okay, pumped because she's not a real big fan of the, the you know the the flavor yeah. uh, necessarily the oil, uh, but that's that's gonna be they're a just way, they're just more convenient. Yeah. So I tried it twice now. I love it. Yeah. Ab- I absolutely love it. So the bottle the bottle will say take one to two. I'll, I took four just because I like the, the higher dose or whatever. This I don't recommend you do this, but that's what I did. <laughs> I'm a professional supplement guy. And so. dude, about about 45 minutes later, just like clockwork, I get this wonderful elevation in my mood. I'm calm. I'm happy. I feel good. Yeah. It's one of my favorite uh, products, supplements uh, to use. But yeah, now I'm it's in capsule form. So is this uh, it right here? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See? Turn oh, up. Can wow. we hear it, Doug, or is it going to piss you off on the podcast here? No. Okay. It's going to piss me off. Oh, see, that's smart. Yeah, they added a little uh, flair we get the, to we it. Get the, we get the idea. Yeah, we get right. It. So yeah. I've never, I've never flown on Virgin Air. What? No. Oh my god, nicer, more room. Is it more expensive? Yeah, I have once. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. we flew on Southwest from Hawaii, right? So what is it? A five-hour flight? That's a long flight from it's, Southwest. It's cheap and bro, yeah, bro. No, we know five-hour flight, right? Yeah. So we flew in the morning through lunch to whatever the afternoon. Peanuts and then almonds. Yes. You get like like wheat thins. Yeah. Uh, You get this weird little cheese spread. Fake cheese spread. You get some like gummy things and and, uh, pretzel mix. I don't know. I just pass along to my kids. Yeah. Here's your lunch. (laughs) Every single thing on here will fuck up my gut. Thank you, Southwest. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to have a fucked up gut on the plane. Oh, my God. Every single thing. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, It's pretty hilarious. So thank God I brought my own, uh, you know, my own. uh, You know, every, you know, talking about Ned again and the CBD and stuff. Ever since their Mellow product came out, I actually use the CBD way less. 
I like I actually use the mellow. The mellow is definitely a daily. I know. And I and yeah. I, again I, I attribute that to I must have been magnesium deficient, right? That's got to be why I think I it's among other things. I it think. seems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am deficient in probably a lot of stuff. No, but, I'm just kidding. But for sure, uh, the the effect that I've had, and I've had people DM me, so I'm not the only one that noticed like this dramatic of a, an effect mm-hmm. on it. It's been so magical for me. I had no idea that I was. They that- hit the they hit it out of the ballpark, and you know their sales are crushing. Are they? Yes, people uh, are trying it and then going back and buying. A ton of it. That's why those capsules are interesting. Every new product they've come up with, they just like they've done crushed. Yeah. But okay, so super proud of us for finding them early. I got to bring this up. This is so cool, so funny. I think. Have you guys seen the beds that they're give, putting the athletes in in the Tokyo Olympics? No. no. Okay. No. No. So. What's up with them? <laughs> like what? Like, like the, the hotels that they're staying at? No, or? because they have an Olympic village, so the athletes have to stay there. Is it because of COVID? Restrictions? They always they always have. Oh, okay. It's always been this way, okay, but yes, okay. with COVID, it's even more so, right? Okay. So these beds, I don't know, Doug, if you can pull them up. Look up Olympic cardboard beds. What? Okay. Cardboard? The beds are made out of cardboard. I'll read this. I'll, I'll read like what they what they say. About Wait a second. It. What okay. part? The, fr- the frame can't be cardboard. No, no, no. So these beds are called anti-sex beds. Okay. <laughs> what? Okay. They're made of cardboard because they because you get cardboard burns if you try no. to have sex. No, you know, on? there's a big problem apparently with. Athletes banging each other, banging each other yeah. at the Olympics. Uh, do well, you blame them? I mean, is it a problem? I know you got a wide want to go. It's uh, you got a bunch of coaches' problem. Yeah, think about it this way: if you're like, if you're in the running for a medal, you're yeah. like super focused. If you're one of the people, like, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, and you're like, I'm fitting. Wow, look at that yeah. sprinter over there. You know, <laughs> let's, yeah, like, man, yeah, exactly. Let's make it happen. So apparently, there's always been problems of STDs and sex and stuff. Really? Yes. So they made these beds out of cardboard. They only support the weight of one person, and it'll break with sudden movements. There no right there. way. Yeah. This now, is a real thing? Yes. Now, here's how stupid this is, okay? Because Dude, here you have the they? most physically gifted people yeah, in the world. Yeah, I will find a way, bro. Like, they can't, like <laughs> they can't have sex standing up exactly. or something. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here, you know? But anyway, that was their solution. Let's make cardboard beds so they can't Bro, bang. that is so Nobody gives a shit. So They're all going to bang anyway. Yeah. That's not going to stop anybody. That's yeah. so. That's crazy. I know. That I didn't even know that was a like a what we would consider oh, a yeah. problem. You've never heard stories? No. Okay, so the stories are crazy. That there's like like rampant sex and orgies. Is and it like stuff. you know different countries sort of commingling? Well, I, like I, I remember, especially towards the end. So especially so typically from what I've read, I've read articles and stuff where. People get there, and then they're really focused when they're about to compete. Yeah, then you do your, your sport, yes. and then you're done. And then you're out, and then towards Where's the, the end- Where's the Swedish volleyball team? <laughs> <laughs> like, where are they looking? That's where I'm at. You're not going to go, go, go talk to the shot putters? Nah, shot putters. <laughs> yes. You guys have your own quadrant. <sighs> so, no, they, it's that'll, that's what'll happen, right? Everybody's kind of towards the end, like people's events are done, and they're just at the village- Hanging out, all that pressure is gone. Yeah. You're around all these fit, you're sexy high people. from yeah. If you especially if you did well, yeah. You're like, hmm. well, yeah. and you have a a ton in common with these people. Yeah, yep. You all have a very you're similar mindset, and that's yeah. what I mean. You've been so for four years. You probably haven't dated or done anything. It's been super focused. 
You've hit this pinnacle. You're done. You're on a sweet release. You're looking for another one. Now you're like, I'm, I can drink. I can hang out. Oh, cool. You know. See, I feel like the smarter move would be to do something to like, like uh, have condoms in the room or find ways to complement that. Like, why try and try and fight that? Like, I would try and. and why uh, is like, it a problem? Yeah. yeah. Like it's, well, you. I, it's I, weird. I mean, you guys got to remember. I at least I remember the the fitness conventions were. Oh, oh my god, fitness dude. people are crazy. Yeah, fitness you used to put. You used to take. People, I mean, back in the day, restaurant industry. It's that's half why they had. To, they canceled the Christmas parties. Twenty Four Fitness canceled the Christmas parties because it got so crazy. Crazy so this, every this time. Surprising. Ambulances people, there. People like, taking too many drugs. <laughs> yeah. No, bro. Hey, no, seriously. That's true story, Doug. Every year. That's yeah, they're, they're like, I'll never drink. The year, but they're just. I was yeah. there the last year that else. they canceled. The last year it was in in place, and it was because three ambulances showed yes. up that day. I was Somebody there almost too. I must died. have been there too. Yeah, yeah, that was like in four ish or so, I think. Oh wow. no, I was there before. I, I guess they. Didn't I, mi- I missed all that hype. Oh no, yeah. there were like people pl- passing out because they took too many. Yeah. Who know God knows what wow. drugs in the bathroom, just like people wow. banging each other. It was a blast. Getting what? <laughs> it's, a, it's a PR nightmare, but uh, yeah. it was a blast. Awesome. Dude. I was so heartbroken when they got rid of that. I mean, I remember all, all year you like, hey, like the Olympic athletes, you trained so hard for four years, and you're so excited to get to that event. Hey, remember I, how people would dress? <laughs> yes. Oh, dude, I was so excited to the get way, to that event. The way people would dress, people. Oh, good. oh, yeah, dude, half yes. naked. People yeah. are ready to like it's, yeah. and, and literally, and you have a ton in common with all of them. Like, yep. yeah, no, it's uh, you all was, work your asses off. Yeah, no, all very really, fit and energetic. Yeah, let them have their fun, man. Jesus, yeah, you're Olympic. Man, You've been sacrificing on. for the four no years. The no fun police shows up again. Hey, yeah, yeah but what, talk about like, did they have a board meeting and some idiot who's came he, up with yeah, this who's idea? The asshole goes, I have an idea. Yeah. Cardboard, cardboard beds. beds. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. gonna fuck yeah. then. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, so that's the only place people have sex is in bed. So if you make the bed hard to have sex, and they'll stop. Like, yeah, who the hell is making this rule? Like, yeah. yeah, no. Now it ends up happening. I can't wait to hear what happens at this because it's gonna be like the the big joke will be how many beds are broken. Dude, hello, hey, hello. Who doesn't give? Yeah, who wants to smash it first? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Hell, hella fit, flexible people. They don't need a bed, dude. They're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna be like, hey, there's a sink over there. Let me oh, turn yeah, this over here. And and you add in the, the element of the fact that they're Gymnasts trying to stop it. it. You always, I mean, it's human nature, right? Like for you to try and rebel. So if, if if they make a big, that's why I say, why make a big deal about it? Why not just trying to? Well, ass- think about it this way. Imagine you're in this position, right? You're at the Olympics, and you're kind of like now your your event's gone. You want to talk to the like these girls or whatever about you know whatever. What an easy way to open the conversation. Hey, what about these beds that are going to try and prevent us from having sex? Yeah, say, <laughs> <laughs> bro, that would Can be you lying to you. Yeah. Hey, what How do you think about those beds that are trying to prevent yeah. us from fucking, huh? Yeah, what yeah. do you think about that? Right? What do you think? Hey, hey, you, would that stop you? Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> would stop are you. Gonna, are you going to let them do that to us? <laughs> are, you, are you a rule breaker? Because yeah. I am. I don't know. <laughs> about I didn't know I was included in this. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of breaking rules, you guys ever use pre-workout for things other than working out? <laughs> like for just a casual drink I, I have I actually have before like uh, if I have a day like so I've, it's been a while since I've done this but it wasn't that long ago because when I moved and I had just like so much house oh, stuff to do that's for yard work yeah no oh, yeah. I, like first thing in the morning or like that I'm like you know what I'm gonna get Bro. get on one Legion, Legion's Pulse oh, right of that. Pulse one of my, is one of the best 
pre-workouts. It's got the right amount of caffeine and theanine. It's got the beta alanine. It's really good. That's exactly what I did. Oh, like, oh I got to move all this stuff. Yeah. Better mix up. A- that was the last time I did Is that what you did it for? I for did. You? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. That was my, the last time I did it was for some, I don't do it a lot. Like it's very rare that I use it and not work. Wait, why are you I, getting such a Because I, you boxes. get so amped. I need to make sure it's something that I'm like, I can't take it. Like, oh, I have a busy day today. Let me take some pre-workout. No. Like, that'll ruin my sleep that night. Yeah, yeah. I need to expend that energy if I take it. So I need it. It needs to be something I'm getting ready to go into. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be like four to six yeah. hours of like moving furniture and I'm going to be sweating and like, yeah. Yeah. So. I've also done it for long drives. So I long drives for me are really Keep you rough. Up. Yes. Cause I want to fall asleep in the car. So I've done it before. Where I'll take a scoop of pulse and then get in the car and listen to some good music and drive fast. <laughs> yeah, that's the trucker move. Yeah, right yeah. That's driving fast. I mean, as bad as that is. Right. But I mean, drive, driving fast always keeps me more awake and alert. If I drive real slow and, and cruising when I'm tired, like that's a, like a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. One of the best things I can do is like, all right, drive fast because then I know I'm like. Yeah. Now, by the way, when mm-hmm. I say fast, like fast now is not that fast. When I was younger, fast was it's fast. Like five miles over the speed. Yeah, line. now it's like I'm going 80. Like that's not that big of a deal. <laughs> when I was a kid, it was like, you know, cruise control, 120. <laughs> I might do 100. What do you think drives the fast side of it? I drive slow today, I feel like. I'm I mean, not a fast driver anymore. You're definitely not. I think I've been with you drive real slow. It depends. On, you know, I think mood. you would be the fastest. I probably. Yeah. yeah. Really? You're the yeah. fastest. Doug never drives. I think he's put ten thousand like miles on his car since I've since I've known him. Yeah. Do you drive here to work, Doug, or do you walk? Do you bike or walk? <laughs> yeah. I drive. Okay. You, how, literally though, how, how many miles have you put on that BMW since since you since ten. we've all been together? Because you had it before we all got together, right? Mm, no. He yeah. Bought it no. After. No. 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 Oh, you I, bought it after? I bought it after. Oh. I've had it since like twenty sixteen or twenty. What were you driving before that? I don't remember what you were. I driving. had a Jeep Cherokee. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I put on. Doug drives cars until they break. Yeah. He doesn't buy do. new cars for no reason. Yep. Yeah, I do the same. Yeah, about 30,000 miles, I think. You've put 30 on in the last six, seven nah, years? maybe 35. Yeah. <laughs> Not mention all. <laughs> Bro, you know how crazy that is? I'll put like 100 I do that, I do that on, on at least truck. one of my cars yeah. in, in, in a year's time. That's yeah. crazy. Now, well, now because you drive so yeah, far. Yeah, especially now. now. But I mean, like, I, I definitely put them out. He puts on a lot oh, of miles, dude, too. Dude, yeah. You already have close to 100 in that there. truck, don't you? Yeah, 100. And, yeah. Are you over 100? Well, actually, no, I'm not. I'm, you were at 80 I'm pushing some, it. Yeah, you were at 80 something yeah, last time I I'm saw. I'm pushing it. It's like about 90 ish. Yeah. Wow. What, at what point do you like to sell your car mileage wise? When it's when when the transmission needs to be replaced, well, so you for, just keep going. For a truck, that's, going. you're coming up on that right now with the truck. Chevys, Chevys, GMCs, they all like typically go over between 100 and 120. Really? Yeah. It depends Almost for always. me. Uh, yeah, if I have to like yeah. do a major. That's just part of it. Major overhaul. Most of the time, if you're if you're you get lucky, you get it before the warrant. If you do like a hundred thousand mile warranty, you get it before it hits that. Mm-hmm. Or I always recommend people that are close to a hundred thousand to extend the warranty until the tranny goes out, and then after that, you yeah, can ride the, ride it to the warranty. wheels fall off because your tranny on that's going to be five to seven thousand dollars. That's why I like Japanese cars. I don't, that shit well, so it, to me, it would be depend, right? So when I had my Toyota Corolla, because I uh, like a Toyota or a Honda. I mean, those things you could bang out those things till they're like. 300,000 miles, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My dad had a, a Toyota pickup that he drove for years. And I think he it he got it over 300 and something thousand miles and wow. barely had to do anything to this thing. But it was a basic, you know, four-cylinder pickup. Now, but I, that I, thing lasted forever. Yeah, has has no your guys' feelings for cars and like how, what you think about them or what you want with them? So that, has it always been consistent your whole life? Because like, I know how you feel about yeah. them. Like you're just like whatever. It yeah. gets for me from point A to point B. You could give two shits of the brand. I re- I value. I like. Uh, I appreciate cars a lot. I really appreciate them. But 
owning something that's really expensive and for me feels like a waste of money because I don't care that much when I own it myself. It's not that big of a deal. I, so I, as long as it's nice and it doesn't break down and it's, you know, then it's all yeah, good. I'm a quality guy. Like I want a real nice quality, like especially if it's a vehicle and that I know will be reliable and, and also like, I, like I, I want to feel good driving it and everything. So I may spend a bit more, but then I'm, I'm going to ride it till the wheels fall off. So, yeah. and now have you always been that way too? Like you mm-hmm. always, did you always were into cars and like, cars yeah. And like, I mean, I worked on my truck through high school and stuff. I had this like, you know, uh, hot rod truck that i was slowly tinkering on and i i drove all the beaters uh, forever when i had to so yeah. i had i had like these old uh, honda like eight, 1980 honda like brown you know the 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 the, the header was like coming off you know the the ceiling of it and you know it was a total piece of shit but i mean i've i've driven all those and i'm like i don't want to regress you know i'm always like maybe like the next car would be oh, so interesting so have you done that like most yeah. of your life like, like every little ladder a little bit nicer a little bit nicer yeah what about have you did that have you done that as probably every, have yeah, you, like I, I every as life has gone on yeah. you've gotten more what about you doug because you live so many lifetimes like what is are you <laughs> are you someone who has changed <laughs> i used to ride a chariot and then yeah. <laughs> it was a golden chariot though it was nice yeah. so, yeah. I, i've always been I like nice cars. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I've been a bit reluctant because I'm very practical yeah. to spend a lot of money on a car, but I've upped my quality of cars over the years for sure. Yeah. Well, you, you obviously, we know who. Yeah, you don't even ask me on that. How right? much money would you I, have? I mean, oh, God. Yeah, still, yeah. Let's not talk about that. Like, but, you know, I get, uh, we've talked about this before, right? But you so, appreciate it. Yeah. So, what, I, what has changed about me as the, the young kid that would probably, you know, as a young kid, I probably wanted like a Lamborghini or a Ferrari. I have no desire for that anymore. It's, just, it's not practical whatsoever uh and as cool as it may be for a couple weeks i know there i mean look at even my camaro i don't i don't drive my camaro enough uh, enough to really justify probably the price what justifies that is the value of it yeah it holds its value that's more of an investment Mm -hmm. yeah so i I think i I, and i've gotten away from spinning frivolously on things that don't give me a lot of joy and fulfillment or that have like a long lasting joy that i get from it if that makes sense Mm -hmm. right so going on a weekend and blowing a bunch of money to look cool for other people is way in the past for me. Uh, but I do, I, I, I really, I love to, I mean, you guys know how much I love to drive. I drive all the time. Anytime yeah. we go anywhere, I'm the one who drives. So I enjoy driving. I like getting in the car. It makes sense for you too. Yeah. And, and I've, I've I now, a lot, I've dude, driven so. enough cars and, and, and levels of, of cars as far as the, the, the luxury of them and the power of them and, you know, being in a, a, a really powerful luxury type of vehicle is yeah. it's a very comfortable. I cool definitely feeling. appreciate it. I definitely yeah. appreciate it. Just owning one for myself. I it's the say. worst investment ever. I mean, it, it is. It's an yeah. av- unless you're doing like a classic car. That's unless a you really a get boat is worse. But it, yes. it, yeah, yeah. You're right, no. you're, that's about the only thing. Probably the only thing worse than a car. People sure. don't realize that about boats. The biggest waste of money of oh all time. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. No, that, unless you use the shit out of it, it's just a waste. You of can't. It's just like waiting. Even if you live on a goddamn lake, there's still winter. Yeah. So you can't even like you, at least a car you drive year round. Do you know how many boats there are at the bottom of Lake Tahoe because <laughs> I, of that? I, Have you heard? Is, what is the number on there that? There must be a oh, gajillion. Oh, it's a huge problem because people get insurance on them, and then it's oh, it's time to it's fucking sink plug. the boat. Yeah, I know. I know people that have done that. And and they go and they sink it. Yeah, they pull the plug out, and, then and it's so deep, nobody get you know, nobody's gonna yeah, get yeah, anything. It's, and it's hard to hard, hard to prove otherwise. <laughs> you know, speaking of, of of water bodies of water and interesting facts, uh, I you guys are you guys watching Shark Week right now? Oh, I a watched little bit with my kids. Bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm watching it. When, and Max is really into like sharks right now. So yeah, uh, Ever's the same. Yeah, he loves wow. Sharks. And all he says is wow. So wow, wow. <laughs> when we're watching the, the sharks, any guess 
from you guys on how many estimated, obviously because we don't have a precise number, how many estimated great white sharks there are in, in the world? Oh, Ooh, I have no idea. Is it, is it thousands? Is, my, it, like, is it less than 10,000? So my, my buddies and I, we were like speculating on this and I'm like, you know, I don't think it's, I think it's actually very little, right? That's why it's such a big deal, right? And right. Uh, and I know they're an endangered species, so I know it's going to be on the lower end. Are they endangered? I don't know if they're considered endangered. Yes, yeah. yes. They're considered endangered really? species. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, so I, I he, my buddy I said, yeah, I think there's, you know, a few thousand was his guess. And I thought, mm. yeah, no, I, I wasn't sure what it was. Uh, t between 200 and 300. That's it. Total? Yeah. That can't be no right. Way. Look, Google fact You could literally tag all of them. Jeez. I think all, they have all in Santa wow. Cruz. They have most of them. I know. Them. They're, yeah, and they're all in Santa Cruz. Uh, you, I mean, I've you'll see them. Yeah. yeah. Not only that, like I told you guys, when we were out there on the catamaran and they were out there feeding and people were swimming on the shore, I'm, we're just like, there's literally sharks right here. Nobody cared. They're just swimming, you know? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? 218 to 313 I in know the I, world? I had no Dude, idea. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Why do I feel like there's so many? Probably because you see them. Uh, you know, well, the, I know that points out how in, crazy that is that we have this huge fear around them. Like the likelihood of a shark attacking you is so small. So small. I know. You know uh, what's funny? The people fear going in the ocean because of getting attacked by a shark when in reality they should fear drowning. The odds of them yeah. drowning <laughs> much are higher. so much higher. No, much, much higher. Yeah. But I had no idea it was that low. Wow. Right. Now, is that for off the uh, coast of California? It says 300 I mean, white sharks in the region. Oh, well, but I, not in the world. Well, so. check world because yeah, I, yeah. I I think, well, no, there's obviously down in the Bahamas and things like that. Check the world because well, I checked that. That South was the number Africa, I came up with. And I, I, I think I I thought I did world. Maybe I didn't do world. Yeah, I don't know. South it Africa seems to be conflicting information here. Yeah, because uh, right there says the world right there. Well, that just, says off of Northern California. Oh, right here. Click right there. Uh, uh, left in the world. Click yeah. right there. Uh, about 3,500. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. Still yeah, nothing. Still, still that's nothing, low, right? Lower than I would have expected. Way lower. I, I would have thought tens of thousands or 10,000 or just under 10,000 yeah. or that. So 30. I thought, okay, so I'm glad you figured that out, Doug, because I was obviously way off by yeah, 300. We need to keep these monsters around. Yeah. yeah. No, like, they're so, so fascinating. Dude, they, they, I, I mean, love watching them uh, attack seals. Like they just like launch <laughs> out of the water. It's, oh, it's it's so much raw power. Do you know what what fucks up great whites? Just what great whites are scared of? Uh, yeah. Killer whales. Orcas. Killer, yeah, killer whales. Yeah, yeah. they actually. It's will the only thing that they will scared. actually show that if great whites because they like to stay in one area to hunt. Which they're if, actually related dolphins. They're not whales. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Very smart. <laughs> we'll throw that in there. Yeah. Yeah. I know things. Yeah. I'll never forget that. That was, that was one so of my good. favorite moments of us hanging yeah. out. Great whites will will have an area for hunting, yeah. and then if a if a if a uh, orca shows up, they'll gone. And they won't come back. They just won't come back. That's how afraid they are of the. Wow. Orcas. Oh, dude, they rule the sea. Yeah, they'll get it for real. They'll they'll hunt and kill great white sharks. Yeah. No, I know that. I mean, they're significantly bigger, right? And they also are smart. Yeah. Because because they're dolphins from that family, they're very intelligent and they work together. I mean, have you seen the techniques that they used to hunt? Yeah. I, I have seen. I have seen them like fuck up. They go under like, ice and like bump. Yeah. Make uh, make seals slide seals, off the ice. Yeah. Like, and get them, and then they. Heard them all together. Yeah, now I know, I, I know, uh, I know that great whites typically are somewhere between twelve and twenty feet, and I think a, a thousand. You have been watching shark. I have been. Yeah, yeah right, my random facts. I know things. Hey, actually. hey. <laughs> <laughs> look at this orcas attacking Animal a great white. Over you here. can find videos like this all over YouTube. Orcas attacking great whites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wild.
How, how well? How big is the how big is the uh, orca? Yeah, the orca. Because I, no I don't know their stats. They're significantly bigger than the the great white, yeah, right? Yeah, like oh, yeah. like much bigger, two three x more than them, right? I mean, mm -hmm. which is you think? Yeah, be so crazy to see that happen in, in real life. Oh yeah, they're way more than that. I remember seeing Chamu. Yeah, I mean, they're like five x the size of what a. What is it? Though? Look at them hunting in pods. So they're, they're they're like hunting together. I tell you, man, if 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 dolphins and orcas. That's had a, in Australia, Doug. South Australia. Did yeah. you see what's happening in Sydney, Australia, right now? What the lockdowns? Oh, I know. What? They're going. They're going in full on. I think I saw three thousand surrounding cities or locations or some shit. I can't remember what what exactly yeah, it said. They're, 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 that's true then, huh? Was it was that true that you did you see that? Well maybe fact check me on that too, Doug, that Sydney's going into a full lockdown again. The, it's um You I know it's so know. funny, yeah, we have a we have a, a forum and we have a lot of people in Australia and we have quite a few in the forum and they always talk about how uh, how you know shitty America is and some of that and how great Australia is over there and I'm like all their their freedoms are so 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 just as free as we are over here. I'm like, dude, I think it's crazy what's going on with us over here. Like that's even more crazy. I I know. There was a video, I don't know where it was, if it was Australian or an Australia or New Zealand, where a woman they shut her social media down and then came to her house while mm -hmm. she was with I her kids mm -hmm. to arrest her for mm -hmm. talking about like being opposed to the lockdowns. Now so. they've also had their all their guns taken too, right? Long time ago. Mm -hmm. long, so long time yeah. ago. So does that mean like no residents in Australia? No, I don't remember like, what exactly was, what like, it was. Yeah, tell me. Do you I know? don't know exactly what it was, but they they did. There was a big buyback program, and they banned quite a few. Yeah, that would scare me. Like, if you lived in a country where not only did they take all your guns, but then all of a sudden something like this happens. The Second Amendment yep. is the amendment that gives teeth to all the other well, amendments. Yeah, this is a clear Bottom example. Line. Like, of, yeah. Look at what's happening in Hong Kong. There's a barrier there. Hong Kong is a very free society, very free uh, economically. It's one of the reasons why Hong Kong went from third world country to economic powerhouse when they have no natural resources except for a harbor. Mm -hmm. China now is cracking down. They're protesting like crazy. And I can't imagine that, I can, I can only imagine how different it would be had they had a second amendment and they were armed like Americans are. Mm -hmm. Like that would give more pause to that kind of uh, tyranny. That's why that exists in the first place. So yeah. I know people are gonna be all fired up about it, but it's true. If, if, if people, if the government pushed real hard, it would be very different in a country where everybody's very well armed than in a country when people are not armed. That's yeah. it. No. Hey, real quick, I hope you're enjoying the show. So go check out one of our sponsors, LMNT. Now, they make electrolyte powder that actually works. It's got the right amount of sodium for athletes for better performance and for those of you that like to get good pumps in the gym. So if you don't eat a lot of processed foods, especially if you eat a low-carb diet, you need more sodium. Don't believe all the fear-mongering around sodium. It's essential, and it does help with muscle contractions. And like I said, you get better pumps. Head over to LMNT. So go to drinklmnt.com forward slash mind pump and get a free sample pack. We actually got you guys hooked up. Free sample pack. All you got to do is pay for shipping. All right? Enjoy the rest of the show. First question is from Lamar Second. What are the advantages or disadvantages of alternating sides during an exercise versus doing both sides at the same time? For example, when doing a dumbbell press, is it better to do one arm at a time or both arms at once? Oh, they're both good. It's actually yeah. almost a different exercise. So let's use the dumbbell press as an example since that's the question, right? So mm -hmm. let's say I'm doing a dumbbell shoulder press. If I do one at, one at a time, that means one arm that's resting. It's not really resting, right? It's holding a position while the other one's pressing. 
is doing an isometric contraction in that particular position. There's two mm -hmm. ways you could do it. One is with the arm at the bottom while the other one presses, and one is while the arm is at the top while the other one presses. The other difference is because I'm moving a weight on one side, it's requiring more core stability in particular to stabilize because as the lever changes and lengthens, mm -hmm. it's making one side slightly heavier than the other. You really feel this like on a chest press. Like you do one arm at a time on a chest press and you have to stabilize your body from rolling off the That's bench. my favorite part about it is like sort of the anti-rotation component because like when you're doing anything super functional or athletic, um, that's a major uh, factor in how well you're going to be able to, you know, perform and respond uh, based on what types of stress or types of movement that you're, you know, trying to explosively produce. So, uh, I mean, there's lots of carryover in, in terms of like alternating, um, you know, which sides, uh, you know, you're focusing on. I would argue that the the most beneficial is the isometric portion of it and then the time under tension. If you do 10 dumbbell presses with both arms together, uh, time it, uh, how long it takes you to do that. Mm -hmm. If you do the same thing, alternating, so 10 and 10 on each side, which mm -hmm. basically means you get to 20 reps, figure out the time. Mm -hmm. You're going to you're going to dramatically increase the time under tension for the same muscle and you're also going to incorporate a isometric portion that you don't really get in a in a typical you know, both arms pressing. So I think it's a great way to, and when else do the, does the average person include isometrics? Very, very rare. And we've talked about at nauseum, the benefits of isometric training mm -hmm. and very few people do it. This is a great way to incorporate it in your training. Um, and to like Sal said, you could, and you could do the isometric contraction at the top of the, the rep or at the bottom of the rep. And that goes for shoulder pressing and curling. And I mean, almost every exercise you can incorporate this. So there's tremendous value in it, uh, especially if you never do it. So if you do most of your exercises, both arms together all the time, um, then incorporating, uh, you know, alternate, which you're going to have to lighten the load yep. mm -hmm. because of the increased time under tension. And the stability. It's yeah. harder to go as heavy when you're alternating. Oh, now, yeah. does that make it a better exercise? No. No. It makes it a different exercise. In fact, if I were to... The difference between barbell exercises and dumbbell exercises is very similar to the difference between dumbbell and alternating dumbbell exercises. So if you were to rank them in terms of amount of weight you can lift and total force generated, and then you add in stability and control and tension and time under tension, you can see that it's like barbell training, dumbbell training, alternate dumbbell training. So you know, obviously with barbells, I can use more weight, generate more power, higher load, uh, but I'm not going to have as much time under tension typically. I'm not going to have as much of a stability component. You go to dumbbells, not as much weight, but there's more stability involved. Then I go to alternating, even lower weight, even more stability involved. All of them have value. So it's it's. I think it's important to incorporate them all differently. I mean, when I alternate with dumbbells, I also can isolate and squeeze the muscle that I'm really working on. Like I'll give you an example. One of my favorite alternating exercises with dumbbells is a dumbbell row. So I'll bend over with two dumbbells, I'll bring one up, squeeze that lat and that side, hold that, and then row the other one up and then bring the other one down and squeeze that 
the other side. So I'm constantly focusing on the squeeze with that movement. So the follow-up question or what should be the follow-up question to this is how do I incorporate this into my, my training program? And this is uh, uh, what I do it personally is very similar to how Sal, you talked not that long ago on the podcast of, you know, when you're in a cut, how you like to do lightweight and high reps. So mm-hmm. I like to do this. Like maybe if I overreached and I've been, maybe I'm in a strength phase and I trained really heavy and I'm back on that muscle group and I'm yeah. still kind of sore. So mm-hmm. I don't want to go, I don't want to load really heavy again. So I'll go a much lighter weight and focus on contr- control and the isometric portion of the exercise and doing things like this, because I know that I'm going to have to significantly reduce the weight to do this. So I may not do as much, much muscle damage as I would if I was heavy loading uh, or doing both dumbbells together. So that's kind of how I would do it. And really, it's uh, if it's something you never do, there's tremendous value in it. If you already incorporate it into your routine or that's how you always train, then training barbell movements are going to be uh, very beneficial to that person. So it's whatever you're doing the least. Next question is from S Powers 28. What are your thoughts on full body workouts on consecutive days? You can do this so long, typically, as you modify the intensity appropriately. So in fact... You can work out your whole body every single day. I mean, seven days a week if you wanted to, but it's not hard seven days a week. Usually what that would look like is two or three hard workouts with, you know, four or, you know, or, or, or five uh, easier uh, full body workouts. So the intensity has to be modified, but you can definitely train things back to back on consecutive days and get great results. If you don't modify the intensity, you're in for some trouble. Typically you train hard, everything all the time without allowing some kind of recovery. You're probably going to run into some problems. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me a lot of like some jobs that are really rigorous and and physical. Uh, I mean, you have to get up and you do that job every single day and your body starts to get adapted and really good at it. Um, but you know, there's a way to do this. It's all like intensity based in terms of how beneficial it is for you and like how you can kind of scale that, but to, to be able to keep reinforcing and teaching these movements to your body is going to do you actually some good and actually get stronger in a lot of these movements as a result, as long as that's taken into account. So if I know that I'm going to be training two days in a row, I would actually split my routine up. So I do this a lot with MAPS Anabolic. So I'm following like a MAPS Anabolic-esque routine right now, right? And I I know that this week I'm going to be able to get, you know, five days or six days in the gym. And so what I might do is I might take the full body routine and, and cut it in half. And on Monday, do the first half of it. On Tuesday, do the second upper, half lower, of it. Upper, lower, Yeah, and, and go upper, lower, upper, lower. That's so what just, I'm doing right now. Yeah, so, uh, and then on day, weeks where I only have three days I can make it to the gym, then I follow the more traditional way that it was written. So that's one of the ways that you can modify the program. So if I know that, right? So if I know ahead of time, I'm going to be going back-to-back days of training, I'll normally split the body up on that. Otherwise, you would have to modify, like you're saying, of like really scale back on the intensity. Or the other option I do is like, let's say I trained a full body. I didn't know that I'd have availability to work out again on Tuesday, so I'm getting this extra day in. But then I'm like, oh man, I kind of hit most of everything on this. That's where I might focus on a lagging body part or maybe do core and turn it into a mobility day. So that might be how I call an audible when I know I just did a full body uh, workout the day before or what I might do the next day. Yeah, I'm a huge uh, proponent of frequency. I think frequency, for a long time at least, uh, training your body parts frequently was something uh, that was talked down upon. Mm -hmm. It was all about intensity and about having lots of days of rest. 
I think frequency is phenomenal. I think practicing things often is excellent for building muscle, improving strength, improving performance. You just got to modify the intensity. If the intensity is appropriate, meaning some days are hard, some days are moderately hard, other days are very easy, this frequency can be an extremely powerful tool. It really trains the central nervous system in effective ways. It gets you to learn movement very well. Yeah. And it sends a constant muscle building signal. Of course, the loud ones with the hard workouts and low ones with the light workouts. Nonetheless, you're still getting this signal sent to the body to build on a pretty regular basis. So when it comes to frequency, like this, by the way, is something I changed my mind on about halfway through my career. I was the intensity and lots of rest person before. When I started experimenting with frequency with my clients first and then myself, it was like game changer. Well, it's really the secret sauce of most of our programs is the addition of the frequency builders. And we find that in different forms based off the different goals that we sort of engineer in there. But I mean, this is something that, you know, world-class strength coaches know about. Oh, and yeah. so they, they call it different things. Like, and I've heard like even Corey Schlesinger calls it like a microdosing, you know, intensity versus, you know, like the macrodose and like what that, you know, scale looks like. And, but it's always related to, you know, total body movement and, you know, practicing a lot of these types of strength moves. Next question is from Camp Bull. Assuming you've already hit your protein target for the day, what is the difference between getting the rest of your calories from carbs or fat? No, yeah, this is not, a really good question. a lot different unless you're really low on your fat. Yeah, so uh, first off, fat and protein are essential. So yeah. that means that if you don't hit at least your essential requirements for fat and protein, those are always a priority because your body cannot produce essential fatty acids and it cannot produce uh, essential amino acids, which come from protein. So if you don't hit those minimums, you can be uh, have a lot of that's trouble. The, and that's the only concern I would ever have with this client. So yeah. if this client came to me and said, hey, Adam, I hit my protein intake. I want to have more carbs today. Is that okay? So long as you're hitting the minimum requirements for your fats. Like, that's where this is. Then it becomes an issue. Like So if someone said, uh, let's say they had most their uh, uh, protein came from you know, whey protein or a very lean source of of meat and eggs. Well, eggs has got some good amount of fat in it. Let's just say maybe egg whites. Yeah, let's say you just have a really low. Let's say their their total fat for the day for you know a male that's 180 pounds is you know 20 grams of fat is all they've had. And then they're like, can I just fill the rest up with carbs? No, I would push that person in the direction of of filling it up with fat. So. Yeah, I agree. Now, if so long as you've hit your essential numbers. Um, this is really a personal preference thing. I tend to do better with fat than I do with carbohydrates. Now, I know people who are the opposite, mm -hmm. uh, that they do better with carbohydrates uh, over fats. So it's really up to you. Now, what's the difference between the two besides personal preference? Carbs, so long as you hit your essential fats, carbs tend to uh, contribute to performance better. Uh, so if I have higher carbs, so long as I digest them well and I feel good, I'm going to notice better performance from that usually uh, than I will from from fats. Um, and then there's cases where I like I've had clients, female clients in particular, where we're noticing hormone and skin issues and hair issues. Where I'm going to tell them let's let's prioritize the fat. That tends to help better more with your joints and your skin and your nails and your hair than your carbohydrates. But uh, aside from the essential component, really it's a personal preference thing. Like what makes you feel better? What makes you perform better? And then, you know, go for that. This is why one of my favorite tips to, to teach somebody about nutrition or help somebody out with their diet without overcomplicating it is actually having them just focus on protein first. If you can get a client to just, 
hit their protein targets, and then you're you're less worried about you know, how many grams of carbs or how many grams of fat they necessarily yeah. have for the rest of the day. You're typically okay. The yeah. only time that this becomes an issue is if and only if that person grossly undereats fat, and so they're not even hitting their minimum requirements. But if you do a good job of kind of ebb and flow on, you know, oh, the last few days I've had like higher fat, and then so today I'm going to go lower fat and more carbohydrate, and you kind of seesaw back and forth, and mm -hmm. I think you're going to be totally fine. And it's like you said, total preference. Also, what I'm trying to do, if I'm trying to gain in bulk, I'm going to lean more towards car carbohydrates. I find I can keep eating carbs more where fat seems to be a little more satiating for me. So if I'm trying to be more restrictive and stay lower calorie, I hit my pro. So let's say I'm on a leaning out phase. I might go protein. I hit my protein. The rest of my calories, I might go after fat. That way it kind of suppresses my appetite a little bit and I don't want to eat more. If the opposite is true, I'm trying to get bigger and I'm trying to gain weight and I hit my protein target and I've got calories left, I might load it up with carbs so that my I want to eat more and it's easier to eat yeah. more. Now, you know what I found in this situation when people are like, okay, cool, I'm going to fill it with carbs. Uh, carbs are really easy to, to throw in with junk food if you're just looking for carbs. Yeah. Like if you're just looking for fat with junk food, typically it also comes along with carbs. But when you're looking for just carbs, I've seen people do this where they're like, oh, I'm going to have you know, cereal or I'm going to eat just a, you know, just things that tend to be in boxes and wrappers. So keep that in mind as well. Like if you're just looking to fill calories, don't do it with garbage foods or foods that might uh, cause digestive issues because that kind of defeats the purpose. Next question is from Shelby Jutton. What advice would you give someone who has consistently been training six days a week? I'm scared to back off in fear of lo losing progress or regaining fat because I'm not as active. Yeah, here's the the fascinating case of doing less is more. And you see this often with people who tend to push too much. Yep. I've had so many people I've trained where they're in this situation, they're working out six days a week or seven days a week, and they're doing too much, and we scale them back. And rather than gaining body fat and losing muscle, the opposite happens. They build muscle because what they were doing before was too much. And then as they build the muscle, because their muscle is burning more calories, they have a faster metabolism, mm -hmm. they actually get leaner. So I know progressive resistance and progressive overload and adding volume, those are all part of building muscle. But at some point, you get diminishing returns. And sometimes you're doing too much. Doing less oftentimes can produce better results. I liked sort of the basic idea of if you took like a week vacation and you didn't train or do anything and then you come back and you feel like the most energy, the most strength you've had in a long time, you know, as sort of a bit of a gauge of, wow, I, I guess, you know, that was probably yep. a bit more of demand than I realized I was placing on my body. But you just got to kind of you know, take a leap of faith and, and try it out. If, if that's something you're considering and try kind of scaling back for a while, you'll know, like your body's going to kind of, uh, you know, reveal that to you. So uh, I dealt with this a lot, uh, especially with competitors. Um, this was common. I, I get a hold of a competitor and many times I would assess their eating and training and many times they were overtraining and I had to scale them back from six to seven days a week to like a MAPS anabolic type of program. And this exact would be the concern. This was, they're freaking out like, oh my God, I trained six, seven days a week. You're going to cut that in half. Uh, am I going to put on all this body fat? One of the, one of the strategies that I used to use to help mitigate that or the potential of that happening is I would just replace the days that they, the other three days that they're no longer lifting more with activity, walking, mobility. 
That way, the, the calorie expenditure is still up there, but the training volume is being changed. Also, mm-hmm. mentally for them, they're doing right, something. Right, exactly. They're still doing something. So I, I, what I'd say to that that client, I'd say, listen, you don't have to stop going to the gym. Go to the gym. Still go your six days, your seven. If you like that, that's part of your routine. Um, I, I respect that, and I understand. Like, do it. Like, I, li- I like that you've made that a part of your lifestyle. But now what I'm asking you to do is now on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I want it to be all mobility and walking on the treadmill for that hour. And so that's, and then they're also getting some calorie expenditure there. So, because if you take somebody who's going six days a week, training very hard, high volume, and you cut them to three, there's definitely going to be a difference in yeah, they're, calorie. They're a busy person with a busy mindset. So right. got to make that productive. And they're still. also, yeah. their body's also adapted to a pretty high calorie burn. And if you don't adjust the, the calories for that difference, then there is a potential that they will put on a little bit of body fat after that. One of the ways, like I said, to mitigate that is to keeping the activity level still up there, but you're changing the type of activity. You're scaling back the intense high volume training that they were doing to give them something that their body's probably going to respond better to, like a a three-day-a-week anabolic type of full-body routine, Mm -hmm. but then you're also allowing them to still move and have activity so there's not such a discrepancy in the calorie. Yeah, but sometimes there's a paradox that happens, right? Mm -hmm. So some, and this, I've had this happen many times where somebody's working out six days a week. It's too much. I cut them down to three days a week of resistance training. So they're doing less activity, but because the three days a week built more muscle on their body. Well, I'll explain that paradox. You know that the, who that client is, is the client who also under eats. So they're, they're not, they're also, they're over training and they're under eating. They so the, hand hand so just by cutting the days, now their calories are probably about where they should be. And the less activity is actually extremely beneficial because now they're recovering better right now and they're building more muscle. Which then results in getting leaner. So yeah, absolutely. So th- that is a, that's a very common paradox that happens. And as a coach, that's what you're looking for. So when I'm assessing the diet and the training, I'm looking at, is this person just, tr- I think, training too much? Uh, but they have a good a good hold of getting enough nutrition and they're eating a good amount of calories, or are they overtraining and under eating? If they're overtraining and under eating, then that advice is the advice I give. We drop down to two or three days a week of, of weight training, and I'm not even worried about activity the rest of time. But if I know that you're eating a good amount of calories, you're feeding the body really well, you got a good calorie intake, say if this is a female that's asking, say she's eating, I looked at her, her profile real quick too, let's pretend she's eating somewhere between 2,400 and 2,800 calories a day, and she's just training six days a week, I might just modify that. But if she was eating 1,500 calories, really, really low, and over training, I may not ask her to do the extra activity. I might just say, you know what you need to do? You need to right. scale back on that volume. Let's put the brakes on. Yeah, let's scale that back and actually not do any extra activity. And then I'd actually want her to increase calories. And then I, if I do any move, that's when I'll start doing movement yeah, to you know, kind of counter that. You know, what's interesting mm-hmm. too about this is if you were to take just the average person, a majority of the average people uh, would build more muscle and get better results working out three days a week than six days a week. Just, yeah. it just, that's just, uh, statistically, I would say that's a hundred percent true. An adequate recovery focus. Yeah, most, way. most people would do better with that. The people that do well six days a week uh, have, first of all, the programming has to be really, really good because it's a lot of exercise and they have to, they typically are, are, have been working out for a while. They're relatively advanced. They've got new, good nutrition. They've got a good hold of things. They're not the average person. They tend to be much, a little bit more advanced. But the average person, I mean, I wouldn't take the average person who wants to build muscle and have them train six days a week. Usually I'm doing a good three-day-a-week routine. I mean, shit, when Doug hired me as a coach, uh, he had exercise experience. I, he was lifting twice a week. It was two days a week that he started. And he did two days a week for a year before he moved up to three days a week. 
Um, and now, he, of course, he follows our programs and he'll train upwards of four or five, six days a week. But it took a while. So the, here's the thing with exercise. Uh, the right dose is going to get you the best results. And the right dose is individualized. The more than that or less than that will get you there slower. So always remember that. Look, if you like our content, if you like our information, you'll love mindpumpfree.com. So much free stuff there. Go check it out. Again, it's mindpumpfree.com. You can also find all of us on Instagram. So you can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin, me at Mind Pump Sal, and Adam at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>